follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Marsh Engel. So, how are you doing today, Marsh? I could not be better. It's a beautiful, beautiful day in Los Angeles, and, uh, you know, we're revving up for this incredible holiday season, and yeah, I'm happy and super happy to be here with you today, Maddie. Well, I very much appreciate you coming on the air when I heard that, you know, this date worked out everything perfectly. I was like, this is awesome. I can't wait to talk about all of your accomplishments as well as some of the projects that you have going on. So with that being said, Marsh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Gosh, you know what, Maddie? I have been, um, I think, having a deep desire to support the creativity of women and entrepreneurship for as long as I can remember. As a young, young girl, I uh, first started out with businesses in my front yard, uh, selling what we could call a garage sale today, but I had it set up like a business. I went on to launch multiple, multiple businesses, and it's always been my great passion to encourage and inspire us to invest our energy and our creativity in something that will make a big difference in the world and doing it through business. Absolutely. And I love that you said that, too, because not many people take that path. And also, you know, when you have the opportunity to help or, you know, do something that you're passionate about, I feel that individuals should definitely take the opportunity to do so because it is life changing and you can definitely make a big impact. Yes, so, Marsh, what I also heard about you, too, is that you are a marketing advisor to small business leaders and startups. So I kind of want you to talk a little bit more about that, too, because I just find that so interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, marketing is an interesting aspect of building a business that many times we overlook or we deny or we uh, play down or we d- dread. You know, it's like, how am I going to market this? And what I find is that the more that we can get clear on our absolute why, why is it that it drives us to do the work that we do? What is it that our passion is sitting in? What is it that we can create in such a way that we feel great benefit and great satisfaction and great joy in? And then we could turn that into a marketing message that will absolutely, without a question, move people to action. But it first starts, Maddie, don't you imagine that it starts with that understanding of why uh, that we're doing what we're doing. We Many times it's easy for us to identify what it is that we provide, the service that we provide or uh, the actual product that someone can purchase. But we sometimes overlook the true passion that we're putting into it. And that's actually the most important part of marketing is understanding the why and in, in, uh, what moves you to uh, do the work that you do. And then we can find our audience very easily and the audience can find us. That's great for sure. And also a big part of marketing that I've heard from other people in the past and mentors, you name it, is that it's all about a brand. You definitely want to develop a brand, something that's recognizable and is true to you. Yes, for sure. You know, a brand, uh, we sometimes think of that outside of ourselves. I like to, to work with my clients in the perspective of what do you stand for? If it's your brand and you call your brand uh, something that other people can relate to, or some people can, uh, other people can understand what it is that uh, you're providing them and how it can serve them. But most importantly, what is it that you stand for as a brand? And the more we know what we stand for as a brand, the more we can walk it out into the world, and people will easily recognize us. So if we see our brand as what we stand for and the why that moves us and drives us to action, then our clients and our our ideal customers and our ideal audience can easily find us. So a brand identity is something that's um, not always easy, you know, to create for ourselves because I'm 
even just in this conversation, I'm asking some pretty deep questions. They may not sound deep, but when we start to really explore them and examine them, it can take some time to do some uh, uh, inner searching to get those answers in order to identify our brand in a way that not only draws to us the audience that we're looking to reach, but also uh, we're, we feel fulfilled in. What we don't want to do is create a brand that somebody has told us that we stand for or somebody has told us that there's a need for in the marketplace. And what we have to do, we must do, is find what is it that really moves me? What is it that really excites me? Or I, what am I enthused about? You know, Even when we started this interview, you asked me to tell a little bit about myself. And I could have said a lot of different things. But you notice what I started with is where my passion is, helping women find their their um, creativity and helping them find ways to put that creativity into business and ultimately build a brand from that or build something that's highly recognized and respected. And ultimately, you know, the goal would be that we can build businesses and brands that will move thousands, maybe millions to action. That's wonderful, Marsh. And definitely, I agree with that statement, too. And, you know, just digging a little bit deeper as far as your job as a marketing advisor, too, what would you say the job entails? Like, what kind of work do you do for that specifically? Well, I I get into a lot of what we've just been talking about. I have a, a series of questions that I ask, which I think is the best way for us to always discover. We just explore questions that give us this uh, catalyst for discovering more about what we really want to create. So many times, uh, again, I'm repeating myself, but many times we spend most of our energy on what is it I provide or what is it that people want or how am I going to talk about that in ways that they can relate to it. And we overlook the most important part, and that's what drives us individually as brand holders or as business builders, what drives us to action. So it doesn't matter how large the organization is. I always take us back to what is it that we want to stand for? What is it that we, you know, what is that answer that we provide that really moves me individually as the creator of a brand or the creator of a business? What's really moving me to feel as though um, I have purpose in it? I have, um, you know, a, a part of my heart is really in this or a big part, maybe all of my heart is in this. And we can call that our passion. We could call it our purpose. Uh, we can call it our destiny. We could, I call it lots of different <laughs> things. But uh, it's really about getting into that series of questions, understanding the value that we bring to a brand. It's so important because many times, we again, we overlook the sheer value that uh, if we're looking at talking about small business owners, the sheer value that our life experience has brought to building a brand or building a business. If we're looking at talking about a large organization, it could be about what you know we stand for and what does the experience of the collective of our organization bring to the marketplace that people will not only benefit from, but that we will feel fulfilled in providing and having a meaningful contribution. And that's really the place that I work from. I, I really work from building businesses that will make a massive impact and a massive difference in the lives of millions. And it's, that sounds like something that might be hard for people. It's really not with the way technology is today. I mean, we, you and I right now have connected and what are we doing? We're talking to millions of people and it's easy to get our messages out now. But many times what we overlook is why are we getting that message out? What is it that we really wish to communicate and how can we find a way to communicate that in such a way that people are driven to want to know more about what we provide? I think that is so wonderful, Marsh, and especially that you get to work with people and truly kind of sit down with them and help them develop that. Because like you said, passion goes very far. And I feel that going from the consumer side of things, that as a consumer, when you see that passion in a small business owner or somebody who's offering you a product or a service too, then that is initiated to them as well. They feel that passion and they know that you're truly doing this for the right reasons. And again, it's just, it's all about the business. If you're passionate about it, then it'll work. And Maddie, you know what? It's when you can merge your passion with your strength and you can stand and anchor in that. When, you know, building a business, it is not a walk in the park. It is going to, there are going to be ups and downs. There are going to be um, surprises. There are going to be what we could call disappointments. There's going to be all kinds of things that we're going to face as a business builder and a business owner. So when we have our strength and our passion aligned with what our business is providing, we're much more able then to 
to weather the storms or weather those experiences that are the ups and downs that are going to happen as a business owner. It's not always going to be exactly as we anticipated. There's going to be opportunities for us to, I call them course corrections. Mm -hmm. We can shift, we can change, we can course correct. And the more we know our strength, our value, our purpose, what it is that we're most passionate about providing to our core audience, the more we know that, the easier it is for us to make those those subtle adjustments and sometimes not even subtle adjustments. Sometimes they could be big adjustments that we have to make or that we're driven to make. You know, we may have a, a calling to make those those changes in the service that we're providing. So knowing what our passions are, knowing what our strengths are, knowing what our value is that we bring to the market and bring to our brand and bring to our business is much more able then to strengthen our place in the world in in growing our businesses into uh, uh, multi-million dollar organizations or organizations that impact millions. For sure. And I I also like how you pointed out, too, that, you know, it's not always a walk in the park as a business builder because there are so many ups and downs. I have a few connections that are small business owners, and they definitely can testify for that. That is not an easy ride to start out with, nor is it, you know, throughout, but it's definitely well worth it in the end. But have you had personal experience yourself in the business industries of the ups and downs? And would you mind sharing some of that? Oh, I've had a million experiences. Of <laughs> That's great. <laughs> a million. It's it's what you know. Where would we want to look at it? You know, I've built um, several businesses. Uh, I built a very large organization uh, back in uh, the seventies and eighties that would you know grew into a multi million dollar organization from the ground floor, literally sitting at my kitchen table. Wow. With my two young sons next to me, and literally built this thing just like a baby raising this you know this child of a business that grew <laughs> overnight nearly overnight or it, it you know in retrospect it's amazing to me how we see things as overnight when you're sitting when you're sitting in the throes of creating it it can feel like oh my gosh am i ever going to have a breakthrough here oh of course uh, but it it uh, it grew into a multi-million dollar organization fairly quickly really and um i had that business for um uh, 15 years, and then I had a chain of events, Maddie, that came upon me. Um, I had a diagnosis that was a very serious health diagnosis that uh, took me out of the workplace for a couple of years where I, I basically my all of my energy was going into um, healing my body and bringing myself back to um, the fullness of being able to work in the in the uh, in the world I had a very serious diagnosis of lymphoma and it was a very scary time for me uh, during that time I also had the loss of my mom she died and my dad died and this all happened with 18 months and I had a rocky rocky road of an experience then where my business began to fail and I lost that business. And that was a heart-wrenching, heartbreaking experience for me because, again, it was uh, my first multi-multi-million dollar business. And it just – I didn't have it on a strong enough foundation that I saw that when I was unable to work, uh, I couldn't keep the business going. Now, why I tell this story is because the wealth of the experience that I learned through that has made me – so much better of a business builder and so much better of knowing. That's why you, you see how I talk about knowing your why and, and knowing uh, the passions that are moving you into that business and really building upon your strengths and the true value that you bring to that business. And then the next thing I would say is build a team around you and build streams of revenue around you so that if you are not involved in that business, it can keep going. My first business, the way it was built, was if I was not there, it could not keep going. Even though I had a large staff, many or all of my clients depended on me and my creativity for that organization. Today, in retrospect, I would build that organization completely different. But that was because I had that really heart-wrenching experience of having built the business and then not being able to work in it. So it gave me a different perspective now. So when I coach my clients, I'm always looking at how can we build an organization that, yes, is built around your expertise, but how can we also build this organization where there's streams of income coming in that whether or not you're there, that organization, that business is going to keep going for you. 
Is that making sense? Yes, absolutely. Do you hear what I'm saying? I do. So it's like, I, you know, that was a scary, awful time for me. <laughs> and through it, you know what, you know, my philosophy is if you're going to go through a scary, awful time, let's mm-hmm. look at it from a new perspective. Let's, as we move through it and as we get on the other side of it, let's look back, let's glimpse back at that experience and say, what did that experience bring to me? If we're going to go through these rocky up and down times, those have come to us so that we can grow and build our strength as a an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a woman in the world who's making a difference. And I feel that every experience does that for us, even if it's not business building. But today we're talking about marketing and business building. So it's it, in that perspective, every experience that comes to us when things are not going as you anticipated, when things come, you know, from around the corner and surprise us, when something uh, takes us off of our course for a moment, those are opportunities for us to pause and say, how can I course correct? How can I get back in touch with a deeper understanding of why I'm doing the work that I'm doing? I remember when I launched, I launched a very large movement called Amazing Woman's Day. And that actually came from, uh, uh, that came from the catalyst of of um, we could say losing my my business or that first that big that large organization I had going away and when I started to launch Amazing Woman's Day uh, I I started to launch it from a whole new perspective and um, I can remember when Amazing Woman's Day it was in uh, fifty cities throughout the United States all on one day and I was had partnered with a very large publishing organization a, a bookstore a bookseller. Um, uh, Borders Books and Borders Books, 50 managers we worked with and probably about 48 managers wrote us beautiful, beautiful testimonials about the day and how wonderful it was. And a couple of those managers wrote to us and said how disappointed or had, you know, some kind of, of critical um, email that we received. And you know, it's amazing to me how those criticisms can get to us, can't they? Uh, it's just, it, it's amazing to me how they can um, take us off of our course. And so when I got those, what I paused to do, I learned to do this, and I'm glad I've done this because it's important for all of us to know how to do this. I paused and said, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I really doing it so that everyone can be pleased or am I doing it so that we can really make a big difference and impact in the world, that we can really make some, uh, shake some things up? And not everyone's going to appreciate that in the way that we've, we're doing that, but I'm doing a great job doing this. I'm doing something that others have not yet experienced, and I'm going to let myself be okay with that. I'm going to be that trailblazer or be that pioneer, and I'm going to understand that not everyone's going to understand or appreciate it. But as long as I stay true to the mission and straight to, stay true to what I know is uh, the purpose here, I know I'll be good. I know I'll be okay. Absolutely. And Marsh, you are such a wealth of knowledge. And I truly, again, appreciate you coming on the air to share all of this with us. And I want to go back to, you know, talking about that course correction and, you know, taking criticism because it is a competitive business. But at the moment, we do have to take a quick little break. So let's go ahead and do that. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. 
Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and we're back with our very lovely guest, Marsh Engel. So Marsh has been sharing just so much knowledge with us about not only the marketing, but the business end of things and truly her passion and where it derives from. And so Marsh, in our last segment, we were just talking about course correction and truly building a better business through experience. And I think that you had that firsthand knowledge of that. And it's definitely something that you can share with us and you have shared with us. Uh, but you, something that you said really touched me and it was criticism. And I know criticism isn't the easiest thing to swallow nowadays because like you said, we're, we're human. We take it to heart. And sometimes we just have to take a step back, look at it, from a positive perspective and kind of take it as constructive criticism. We always have to do this. We always we have to learn to do this because one thing I will guarantee all of us, if we're building a business and we're taking it out into the world and we have perhaps we have a, a new perspective. Many of the clients that I coach are trailblazers. They're um, pioneers in the work that they're doing. They're introducing a new thought. Uh, you know, they're just out there. And one thing that I coach from the very beginning is what I can guarantee you that you will be criticized. I can guarantee you that there's going to be somebody that's not going to appreciate or approve of the way you're saying things or the way you're doing things. And our job is to be okay with that, to know that that's just part of the game. That's part of bringing forth uh, a new idea or a new thought or a new um, you can imagine what Einstein, I always think about these, these amazing inventors. And when they put thought out into the world, many times, Maddie, they put thought out into the world before people even realized that the solution that they were bringing forth was even necessary in the world. So you can imagine that not everyone is going to understand the work that you're doing. The other thing I want to say is that you're putting your heart out there. You are in the most vulnerable place possible when you put your work out into the world. So for us to kind of uh, anchor and shore in that level of strength and that level of understanding and passion and understanding of the value that we're bringing forth and understanding the why that I'm doing what I do, if we understand that and anchor in on that, when criticism comes in, and I guarantee you that it will if you're doing a great job in the world, if you're doing something to bring th- – something brand new that no one's even thought of before, you're going to have criticism. I remember back in 1999, Maddie, I started speaking about feminine success and feminine leadership. Not female success and female leadership, not woman's success and woman's leadership. I started talking about feminine success and feminine leadership. This is in 1999. People did not know what to do with that, putting feminine with leadership and putting feminine with success. It was like, what in the world is she talking about? <laughs> what? And I had so much criticism. I'm telling you that I had emails that offended people. I had, I had an email from someone that wrote to me from um, – she was in corporate business and she was not – she was in um, – another country, not in the United States here. I had, I tour a lot around the world, but she was somewhere else. And she had written me an email saying that I was dangerous for women talking about feminine success. Oh, wow. Talking about feminine leadership. Is that, is wild? But yeah. this is in 99, 2000, 2001, 2000. I mean, track it with me about two, what, 2000 and, uh, probably about 2012, 2013, 14. We started seeing women talking about feminine success, feminine leadership. We started seeing other programs being developed around feminine leadership, feminine success. We started seeing it. Today, to talk about feminine leadership and feminine success is, well, but of course. But of course we would merge our feminine aspect into our power to lead. But of course we would do that. But I went through so much. I went through so much. I mean, walking through mud and walking through, you know, I mean, it was a heavy, it was a, it was a lot of heavy lifting in the beginning days of talking about feminine leadership. Today, we celebrate that term. And it's, it's something that we, uh, many, many, many are embracing in a way that they understand now. But it was just before its time. So what I mean by this is that I want to encourage all of us is that if you are a new thought leader, 
or if a new way of doing business or a new idea of creating has come to you. I mean, look at, at Spanx. That was a brand new. I mean, Very true. Crazy, Very crazy true. Example. <laughs> but look at that. I mean, no one had, I mean, if she went into someone and said, hey, I'm going to cut off the bottom of pantyhose and I'm going to turn it into a, a product that women, every single woman or, or, you know, what, 50% of the women in the world probably recognize. Well, maybe not the world, but at least the United States. Oh, yes, for of, sure. Women know what we're talking about when we talk about Spanx. I mean, it's, it's a, a brand now that's identified by a crazy idea that she had that turned into a really brilliant idea that she followed through with. And you know that she had a lot of people telling her that was a crazy idea. I do not believe that every single person she spoke to said, this is a brilliant idea, let's go with it. I'm sure she went through, and her own inner dialogue. You know, the fact is, she put, the the founder of Spanx, and I cannot remember her name right now, is it Sarah Blankley, Blakely? I'm not sure what her name is, but we all know that she at one point put that idea up on the shelf. She had that idea and put it on the shelf and said it's she talked herself out of it. She said it's not even a good enough idea for me to pursue. And then she was watching, flipping through the channels and heard Oprah say something about taking bold chances and and moving forward and going for it and decided to take that off the shelf and go with it. And today, of course, she has. She's one of the first, I think, woman billionaires in the world, uh, or at least in the United States. So I think that we have something to learn from knowing that there will be criticism, knowing that there will be judgment, and then knowing that our own internal dialogue may be the worst judge that we face. And we have to say, hey, I'm going to step past all of this because I'm going to stay anchored in the why and the understanding of what I'm doing and the reason that I want to bring it forth in the world. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to believe in myself at such a level that I surprise even myself on certain days because there's going to be times when judgment or or, uh, criticism is going to come around and you certainly don't want to align with any of those naysayers. You want to say, hey, I appreciate your opinion. Thank you. And I'm going to keep moving. Yes, and I I think it's absolutely incredible what you're saying, Marsh, because I am so in line and in touch with what you're saying. I mean, it's a very important life lesson to learn that it's okay to have criticism and we have to learn to accept it. That's kind of one of the many life lessons that I've learned, yes, at an early age, but I'm very glad that I did, especially being and including yourself in the entertainment industry. It is not a nice industry all the time. It's very competitive. It can be aggressive. And at the end of the day, like you said, you just have to be okay with it. You have to move on, take a step back and just say, you know what? I'm passionate about doing this. I'm on the right road. Just got to keep going. I remember it's a great story. But when I uh, left the entertainment industry, I was a promotional marketer for television and film studios. That's what my, my company was about. And when I left that industry, I thought, okay, I have all of these connections. And when uh, I had this calling in my heart to write a book series called Amazing Woman, Amazing World, it was in my heart to write this book series that would honor women who were taking bold risks in the world. And I, I wanted to interview these women. And you know, Maddie, the reason I wanted to interview them was because I was looking to find that within my own heart. I was looking to find, you know, how can I live more of my purpose? How can I be more connected to my passion? How can I be more you know fulfilled in the work that I'm doing so what I did is I set out and I started interviewing all these these fabulous incredible women and and I interviewed women everywhere I went that I saw living their passion it didn't matter what what form of work they were doing in the world I just wanted to be close to that so I thought you know okay I'm going to be, be able to um, call upon some of my uh, relationships in entertainment for my entertainment days and I'm going to be able to get this book out really quickly, right? So uh, I take this book out. I take this concept out, this idea. And I set an appointment with one of the people that I thought would be the biggest you know, rally around the idea the most and took the idea to him. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book series called Amazing Woman, Amazing World. It's going to celebrate ordinary women doing extraordinary things. 
Now, remember back in 1999, 2000, 2001, this wasn't something that was done very often. Today, we do it every single day. We see it all over social media. We see it all over television. We see it everywhere. But back in 99 and 2000, 2001, this was a foreign idea to celebrate ordinary women doing extraordinary things. This was my concept. So I looked at him, you know, I took this idea. He looked at me and he said, no one is going to take you serious. This is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. No one is going to believe in this. They're not going to see you in that role. It's, it's, you've got to give that up. It's the stupidest idea you've ever seen. And Maddie, you know what I did? What did you do? Some part of me, some part of me stood up for myself and said, thank you so much. And he said, didn't you hear what I just said? (laughs) And I said, I did hear what you just said. And the rebel part of me, that part of me that believes that things are possible just stood up and said thank you to you because I'm believing in myself more than you're believing in me. And I'm going to go for this idea no matter what. And it wasn't too many months later, Maddie, truly, that I had an agent and I had a multiple book deal. And that book began then the launch. When it launched, we launched the Amazing Woman Movement. And that became the catalyst for something that ran 10 years, impacted 100,000 lives, and launched the careers of 25,000 transformational teachers, leaders, authors, speakers. So what I'm saying is that just because you take it out and one person tells you it's not a good idea, dig deep within yourself and say, Am I willing to believe enough in myself that I can stay true to this idea? And if the answer is yes, go for it. Take it out to the next person. And and never give up. Just trust and know that it's going to come into form no matter what amount of time it takes. Sometimes there's, you know, some of our ideas ideas have timing on them. It's it when it's time it finds its time and mm-hmm. we have to we have to be the caretaker of that idea and believe in it long enough and stay with it. Uh, until um, until we can uh, allow it to become what it wa- what it truly wants to become. I believe our ideas have their own our ideas have our their own ideas in themselves too. <laughs> we're the caretaker of those, and we have to listen deeply. Oh yes, to, that's to a good way. That's a good way to put it. I like that a lot. The ideas have ideas. Yes, it's, it's they nice do. and easy to have an understanding <laughs> of that. That's so great, Marsh. You're the first one that I've heard that from. But hey, I support that 100. percent It makes sense. <laughs> And so with that being said, Marge, that is wonderful. We do have to take a quick little break. So keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're back with Marsh. So we were having some great conversation in these last two segments, and I kind of want to take this segment, these last two segments, in a turn to one of Marsh's projects that I've become aware of. And Marsh, I would like you to talk about One Million Called. Can you explain some of the details to us? Because I've read about this online, and I think it is absolutely amazing what you're doing. I commend you for just all of your accomplishments, and I think that this is definitely a great initiative that everybody should know about. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. You know, when I launched Amazing Woman's Day, it was all about finding our, uh, our passion, It was about digging deep and connecting with our purpose. It was about saying it's okay for me to find great joy in the work that I bring forth in the world and that I, you know, I'm just understanding more about myself and valuing myself more. That was a movement that was very important for us in uh, that ran for a long time. It was really needed to make that shift where we are today. And I know that we're feeling it. I know you're feeling it. Thousands, millions of us are feeling it. Is it, it is time for us to take that joy and that passion and that purpose and put it into action. Because if not, what we have is a desire to create, but we're not really living it in the world. We're not believing in it enough to set it free and allow it to impact the millions of lives that it's possible to impact. So what One Million Called is about is merging that creative desire, that uh, deep, longing to make a difference in the world, to make a contribution, to be more uh, fully expressed and turn it into a business, a brand, an initiative, a project that will collectively be out in the world and we can impact the lives of millions upon millions of people. So the One Million Called is asking for women to stand up and stand in our power, stand in our strength, stand in our value and express it in the world in such a way that we can truly make a difference. We can make a difference as a community of the One Million Call, but we can also make a difference individually by standing in our truth and standing in the value of our voices and our vision. And that's what the One Million Call is about. I'm very excited about it. We're launching um, the One Million Call. It's actually the title of it is The Call to Lead Tour, and we'll be in Los Angeles on January 23rd. Maddie, I so hope you can be there with us in uh, January 23rd in, in Pasadena in Los Angeles area. Uh, we're also going to be in Maui, Hawaii on January 30th. We'll be in Toronto, Canada in March, and the tour will continue on. And what that tour does is it provides educational resources – so that you could not only discover how you'd like to use your voice, how you'd like to invest the energy of your vision, but ways that you can take it out into the world. Give very practical training on how you can be more fully expressed in the world, in your business. And we're going to touch on things that are really important, like how what is our relationship with money? What is our relationship with our own esteem? I call it unified esteem, our esteem and our value of uh, our, both our inner world and our outer world, our head and our heart. How can we merge these together and be in the world sharing those uh, sharing that experience as a business, as a project, as an idea? How can we collaborate as a, as a world of women who are wishing to make a difference in the world? How can we begin to create collaborative commerce? How can we begin to create collaborative um, business building? How can we not do it alone any longer? How can we get out of that isolation and share our gifts and our talents in a way that we can do it in a community together and have a great time doing it? It's This isn't about working harder. This is about working smarter and working together and working joyfully. That's so wonderful. And and also just going back to some of the things, and it's so funny how this all works and how coincidental it is, is that some of my other guests said, you know, we're finding more and more now that women are helping other women. And this is really great because like you said, it gives them that sense of community and that we're supporting one another in all of our goals, passions and dreams, you name it. And it's just something, again, that it's really reassuring to see that our society is taking this turn. Yes. And I think the more, Maddie, when I, I love that when we talk about women supporting other women, because tr- typically we've been known to have a lot of competition. There's been a competition. And um, wow, that's over, isn't it? it and is. if it's not over, it's almost over. And I'm going to, I believe what I see is that the more you value yourself and the more I value myself and the more 
I value what I'm bringing forth in the world and you value what you're bringing forth in the world. And the more you understand the difference that you truly have the power to make, you understand that. You accept that. And I do too. I accept that. When we come together in community, we now can see the value in each other and that's how we can find ways to collaborate together. But if we're not seeing our true value, if we're not understanding our strength and our power to make a contribution and make a difference in the world, if if someone in the room is not understanding that for herself, it's very challenging for her to understand her her connection with other people. Is this making sense, Maddie? Is it this, is. Yeah. It is. So it really so. starts again in how can I bring greater value within myself? How can I recognize, honor, acknowledge that within myself so that when I walk into a room with 100 women or 500 women or one other woman, I can see her value equally as well. And now I know what I can bring to the table and she knows what she can bring to the table. And before we know it, we're creating great enterprise together or great projects or great brands. And this is how we create momentum. And this is how we create really a meaningful difference very rapidly. Definitely. It's a, one of those impactful things that it, you need more than one person to do this and to you know start this initiative movement, uh, whatever word you want to put to it. But I, I just love the fact that women are helping other women, like you were saying. It's just one of those things that competition isn't as prevalent today in society. And also, I just feel at the end of the day, when you're helping other women, it is so rewarding, not only for yourself, but just the betterment of the cause. It absolutely is. I One of the things I've often said is comparison compromises self-worth. And I know we're talking about competition, we're talking about collaboration, but another thing I really want us to touch on is being aware of comparing ourselves to others and that comparison, what it does to ding our own self-worth. So when we talk about self-value and self-worth and we're walking into a room to collaborate with others, we have to have a strong sense of self. We have to have a very strong sense of understanding. So comparison and competition really has no place any longer because we understand who we are. We understand what we're bringing forth in the world and we're valuing it. We're honoring it. We're appreciating it. We're acknowledging it, not from a place of ego or arrogance, but from a place of I really choose. I really desire to work with others in a way that will make a difference as a community together. And that's a it's. Yeah, the the collaborations that have happened with Amazing Woman's Day and now with the One Million Called are staggering. It's amazing to me to see what happens when a group of women, a group of people come together with a common vision and create a movement that is good for everyone, good for them individually, good for the collective. Mm-hmm. It is so inspiring. I mean, I'm so glad that you were able to, you know, initiate One Million Called and then also your tour because th- these are issues that women need to talk about more often. And these are things and lessons that we need to learn because it's important not only in the professional field, but just for us as people and just knowing that we're capable of this and that we shouldn't doubt ourselves, especially when, you know, whether it's a business venture or maybe it's just a risk that you're wanting to take to better your life, then it is worth it. It absolutely is. And, I, you know, I can't not speak enough about deepening our own self-value and our own understanding of ourself. And this is where the shift will happen. It, it comes from a place. And we as women many times have been taught that that is too self-serving. You know, it's too selfish to do that. But the fact is where we are now is we have to understand how very powerful we are as women creators. And we have to understand how very valuable we, our voices are in the world. And then we have to be willing not only to recognize it and honor that, but we have to be willing to step out and speak it into the world. Step out and join with others in the world. Know that what you have in your heart is there because it's time for it to be shared. And find your way. Find your way to you know connect with that one other person that can witness that for you, that can uh, reflect it back to you, to where you build the strength to know that it's time for you to share and time for you to make a difference. The only way we collectively will make a shift in the world is if each of us individually makes that shift within our heart to own our own power, and then we can join with others and collectively make a shift in the world. And I get very passionate about that conversation, as you can probably (laughs) feel in me. (laughs) 
I think it's I think it's great. You know, like I said, it, there is nothing wrong with somebody being passionate about their cause and also just, you know, teaching other women that it's great to be self-empowering and to know, again, like you said, that self-worth is so, so important in any aspect of life. So I do appreciate you bringing that to my show because, again, it's just one of those things that definitely does make an impact. And I'm so happy to introduce them to this initiative. And I just hope that they get involved. So. Thank you. Thank you. We're creating a lot of ways they can get involved. We we have a, a curriculum program that we're taking out to uh, women who are emerging, women who are in transition. Uh, we're going to halfway houses and we're putting educational programs in place. We're working uh, towards a, a partnership with a large organization that uh, puts women back into the workplace um, after they've had um, challenges with addiction um, and they're in recovery. So we're, we're taking educational resources into the places where they're most needed, as well as where we, we as women who are standing in the power of leadership can open up our voices in an even bigger way. But I want to collaborate with those that are in transition because nothing opens my heart more than to serve a woman you know, give a hand up to a woman that's really in need at that time. I had a lot of mentors. I've had just a lot of people that have believed in me along the way. And I want to create now through this program, through the One Million Called, not only are we as leaders standing up, but we're also willing to give a hand up to those women that are truly in that transitional period who know themselves to be a leader but could use some support uh, through educational resources and through understanding how to value their, uh, their gifts and their talents. Absolutely. And I commend you for doing all of that. I mean, it's definitely not easy, like you said, to, you know, make it to the top or to get where you want to be. But just knowing that there are the resources out there, or at least at the very minimum, people that are willing to help you, it's very reassuring. And it definitely makes the ride a lot smoother. Yeah, it sure does, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I mean, it's always nice. And I can't thank people enough, you know, for where I am in my life. I'm so blessed to live the life that I live. And it's not without those people that I would be standing here where I am today. So I totally have firsthand experience of that. And again, I just truly appreciate that you're giving other women that opportunity because I know it means so much to them. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of thank course. you. I, uh, it's just, um, you know, I think it's that's what it, we're at right now. We're really at saying, how can we make a difference in the world in many different ways? And let's keep the flow of opening up to those ideas so that there's not one part of us that we're holding back. There's not one part of your wisdom that you're not sharing. There's not one part of your love that you're not given an opportunity to to um, share it through outreach or through uh, uh, some kind of contribution that you're putting into your work or putting into your uh, your contribution in the community. And uh, the one million called, the women that are involved are so brilliant at doing exactly that. So the women that are at our day in the tour uh, is a program that I've initiated called the Power Talk. And it's going to be delivered by women who are doing exactly what we're talking about here today. Women that have found their value, women that are putting that value into action, and women who are making a meaningful difference in the world. And through those Power Talks, my intention is that we all become infused with that that passion, that uh, inspiration, so that we too can see our gifts, our talents, our value, and make a meaningful difference in the world. For sure. And one of the last questions that I have for you, Marsh, is I want you to talk a little bit about the hashtag, I am called to lead. I saw so many women's pictures online, on the website, One Million Called, and they had that hashtag on there, I am called to lead. And I think that that's just so inspiring. Would you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I love seeing the photographs of the women owning their power through a statement that is on a poster board. And if you could be with me while those women have been creating those statements, you would see how meaningful. I mean, maybe you can feel it in the photographs, but it was so meaningful for them to put into writing after working with them, exactly what it is that they stand for. This is what I stand for. I am called to lead in this way. And when I talk about I am called to lead, again, you know, repeating back what that really stands for is that I am called to lead my life in this way. I am called to lead my purpose in this way. I'm called to lead 
my contribution that I'm making, the, the footprints that I'm leaving in the world are going to be representation of these words that I'm speaking right now. So I am called to lead in uh, – Does what, do you remember one of those, Maddie, that um, I do. St- stood out for you? Which one was it? Um, One of the ones that kind of stood out to me is, again, that purpose. I think that, you know, when women find their purpose, and that was one of the many common things among all of them was that, you know, they're finding their purpose, they're finding their passion. And, you know, they were just able to communicate that so well, like you said, and document it that I could feel it. And I knew that they were truly at a point where they're like, you know, I'm doing this. Other women can do it. We're all going to do it. And I'm I'm doing this publicly. I'm declaring this publicly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so many, many of those women that you see in those photos – have gone on to become published authors, major platform speakers, transformational teachers. They've gone on to be uh, show hosts like yourself. Uh, They've gone on to do amazing things in the world simply because, I mean, even if you do it for yourself, and I encourage you, anyone that is committing to their passion in this moment, committing to their purpose in this moment, committing to what they stand for, do a poster board for us and send it over to me. We'll put it on the website because a public declaration like this, while it looks so simple, is an amazing, I mean, I have women write to me and say, can I do a poster board? Is it okay? Can I do one? And I'm like, yes, absolutely do a poster board. And I have women from all over that have sent me photographs of them holding their poster up saying what they stand for and I am called to lead in this way. This is the difference that I intend to make in the world and I'm declaring it to you, me and to everybody in this moment and that's what those posters stand for and they're great fun to see but they're really deep meaning in each one of those. For sure. And so finally Marsh, how can others contact you and learn more about One Million Called and all of your latest projects that you have going on? Well, I'd love for them to visit onemilliancalled.com. Easy to find me there, onemilliancalled.com. You can opt in there and we'll make sure that you stay in uh, in touch with everything that we're creating, which is every day we're launching something new and exciting. So there's a great movement to be part of um, and just stay in touch with. There's a lot of inspiration flowing through there. Uh, the other thing that uh, I'd love to invite is uh, come on over to uh, Marsh Engel called to lead on Facebook in social media. We have a wonderful uh, community there. Uh, There's two communities you can get involved with. One is Amazing Woman, uh, The Call to Lead. Amazing Woman, The Call to Lead on Facebook, and that's our larger community. And then the uh, more intimate community, and uh, Maddie, I hope you'll come over and uh, join us there, is called Marsh Engel, The Call to Lead. And that's a smaller community that our it's populated with women that are really making – they're in movement. They're forward-moving women who are making a difference, and we share each, our inspiration with one another there. And uh, there's all kinds of great things you can tune into in that smaller group as well. And so it's, that's under 1,000 uh, in that group, and that's a great place for you to connect in a more intimate way uh, with women that are part of the community. That's lovely. And definitely you can count me in. I can't wait to work with you some more. Like I said, everything that you're just saying definitely touches my heart. And I know it's touching other women's heart, too. So I just want to take a moment to personally thank you again for coming on my show and sharing all of your knowledge with myself and just allowing me to be a part of this initiative and to, again, just educate my guests about this, because this is definitely something that needed to be talked about. And I'm so glad that we could do it here today. My pleasure, Maddie. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Of course, and I can't wait to talk with you in the future. So with that being said, everybody, that's the end of our show. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to check out One Million Called and Marsh Ingle. And you can follow me on Instagram at The Maddie Rose, Twitter The Maddie Rose, and on Facebook Maddie Rose. Talk to you guys later, and see you next time. Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.